Now, y'all know I go to bed now. You know I stayed up late for you. What is your normal bedtime? For real? At this time, I'm in the bed. It is 8 o'clock. I know. I'm in my You, you got two college student kids. I know you I can't know, but sleep. You know what? They got to keep. Come, go. All they want to do is eat anyway. It don't really, I don't really know. Lock the door. I'm in the bed, chilling, watching TV, and then the TV watches me. Oh, so so we're interrupting your TV bedtime. This is pretty much. This you, is you my probably had another, time. yeah, another yes, 30, 45 are, minutes before you, you are interrupting my drink in hand, Ooh. slow sipping, watching TV. In Feel free to grab a drink. Hey everybody, welcome to the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. Yeah, the voices that you're hearing right now are Can't Tell Us Nothing, uh, the foursome improv group out of Houston, Texas. And Can't Tell Us Nothing, you got Tandy. You got John. What's up? You got Amici. Say something, Amici. There's an audio version, too. Amici about oh, something are. there it is <laughs> and uh what this show is is we take opinions topics discussions turn that into improv scenes on the spot and then jump back into the discussion everything is made up we don't know what we're gonna do our people who are listening don't know what we're gonna do our guests don't know what we're gonna do yes we have guests uh today is one of those days we have a very special guest with us tracy Pugh, uh educator yeah, yeah. teacher mother uh, t- Tracy, tell us a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> I am. You said it. You said it good. I'm. J- I'm a mother. I'm a regular patriot. I. Um, I'm a resistant person. I <laughs> don't like current forty-five. <laughs> I. I am a person that is passionate about educating children, especially our children. Gotcha. How long have you been doing that? Been doing this for twenty-four years. Oh. 24 years in education, college, and all grade levels from pre-K through college. Yeah. Let, let me ask you something. Yes. Are, are children from 20 years ago different from children now? Or are all kids basically the same in every day? <laughs> it depends on who your mommy is. So, um, really, um, <laughs> it, you know, kids are kids. The parenting has changed. We have changed as a society. We are not the same. Our world is not the same today as it was when I grew up in the 70s and 80s. When I was a child, my mama would beat me when I, the children were seen and not heard, uh, especially in times, so especially in my culture, which how we were brought up. So it's, it is different. It is different. We have a lot more trappings today. Social media is, is so much apparent in part of these children's lives, which we did not have those distractions. I thank the Lord that nobody has video on me from 1990, but that's a whole other story. I've seen pictures. Hey, 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 watch your mouth. I've I've seen the TSU pictures. (laughs) That's right. You you two are related, right, John? Yeah, that's my big cousin. We are first cousins. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm I'm older, so I'm I'm the boss. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) Do you have any John um, stories for us? I have lots. I don't know if they're clean enough for the air tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> Just know that I love my cousin. I love him dearly. He is a wonderful husband and father and an amazing cousin. I know that if I needed something, he would come up here in a heartbeat. Ah, boring. 
I will say, Jonathan, he can testify. Our family is thicker than thieves. There is nothing that any of us would do. I mean, this is, we come from a strong, strong, strong family. So we are. No matter you wrong, we cuss you out after we get out of jail, but we going down for it. Yeah, I'm actually pretty, I don't know if dubious is the right word about the ties of family. Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's something that's really put on a person. It is. More than something that is actually rightfully is. earned. You yes, know? Yeah. you're exactly right. And you, it, you're right. You're right. Because you choose your friends, right? You can't choose your family. You can't just, choose your family. It just is what it is, right. Um, so how, how, do you, how do you instill those family values to, A, you're... I assume you have, I'm assuming you have kids. I think you mentioned that I earlier. I do. I have two. Yeah, I have a mother. My son is, gosh, he's a senior in college. He plays football for SMU. He will graduate in a month and, or less than a month, and he will play his fifth year since he was redshirted um, this next season while he's in grad school. And my daughter is a, will be a junior, and she plays volleyball at Hampton University. So wow. we have two college athletes. Um, they're good kids. Mm -hmm. If they've done anything illegal, I don't know about it yet. <laughs> but other than that, they're good kids. <laughs> strong kids, academic strong kids. They both 3.8 and 3.9. Um, and they fight about who's the smartest one. Oh, I, tell and them, I, made, and I, I made them both of it. I'm really the smartest one. So that's and I, and I'm so proud. I'm so proud of them too, man. They're so, they're so awesome. They're good kids. They're good kids. Got and a tight family, man. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, how did you instill the family values and like what's their opinion on family or how did you You know, it was just being around family. They yeah. they see how much we all mean each other. We are we have each other's back no matter what. You might not like it, but family is blood. Blood is thicker. And we just we go for each other. Um we are we're around each other a lot. We call each other, we talk all all the time. I mean, we're just we're just really close, very close now. My cousins are like my my siblings. I grew up without a sibling. Um, my parents, they didn't have my sister until I was getting ready to go to college. So we were 17. I mean, we were 14, 15 years apart, you know, before I left. And so it's just, you know, so I grew up an only child. So my cousins were my, they were my siblings. So. Wow. I don't know. They're just good kids. They love, they love their family. We all do. Yeah, I kind of grew up apart from my family. Like my mom moved away from her family, not far, yeah. just like to the other side of the city. But <laughs> on the other side of the country. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it still became kind of a you know birthdays and and Christmas and, and yeah. Thanksgiving sort of situation. But you know, it's one of those things. I, I have to say, there was times when I felt. Not alienated, but I was the one that grew up in Dallas, and everybody else grew up in Ohio, and I was the one that talked white, and I was the one that was this, that, oh, you think you're better. It wasn't until, you know, once you spend more time together, you realize you're really all the same. So, but I will say it was hard as a child growing up, being separated from my, you know, my siblings, cousins, except for in the summers or holidays. It was we hard. Cut to, we cut to... Uh, um... We cut to a, a young boy's room. Hey, uh, Amici? Yes, mom? Yes, look, you're not gonna be up all night. You finish your homework now. You know you gotta write your letter to your sister. She moved across the hall. We don't know when we're gonna see her again. 
you guys used to share the same room, but since she moved out, you know, you, you need to go ahead and write her. All right. How's she going to hear from you if you don't write her a letter? Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I'll, I'll stop playing video games and write my sister another letter, mom. Yeah. Another letter. You got to do this daily or else you're going to lose touch with her, you know? Has she gone to any of the ones I already sent? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, um, you know, truth be told, I haven't, I haven't been to her room since she moved out. It's so far. I mean, I know her room was so close moved. to mine. It was so easy yeah. to come here and see yeah. both of you now with her next to the bathroom. I, I just don't make it over there too often. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of yeah, include yeah. that in the letter, you know? Let okay. her know, you know, that I miss her. Miss I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Okay. I miss making breakfast for her. Yeah. Yeah. We I cut to that night uh, in the, the bedroom. Sweetie? Yeah. I know you're wondering why I'm packing all my stuff. I didn't want I to ask. I'm moving into the garage. What did I do? It's not you. It's, um, I was late to work a couple of times and I figured I could shave off a couple of minutes if I'm just sleeping in my car. I just get up and just go straight to work, baby. I, 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 we need this job. You do realize once you leave this room, I'm never going to see you again. I mean, we're going to, I appreciate the financial contribution. And yes, we, we do need the money, but you and I, we're basically done. You're How are we done? This is a sacrifice. You're you can come see me. No, it's so far to go down into the garage. I know. And, I know. You know. I haven't even seen Jennifer. She moved across the hall next to the bathroom. You and you and Jeremy were the were the only two people that were close to me. And I, I don't, I can't stand to lose another family member. We cut to her talking to her Pomer Pomeranian. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go live out in the doghouse in the yard. I just feel like the squirrel situation has gotten horrible. There's, they, they, they take control. They're planting things and the, they're digging up your flower bed. I just need to go protect the house. And I think it'll, it'll be better if I just lived out there in the doghouse. What did I do to you? Oh, it's, it's nothing you did. <laughs> you realize I'm never going to see you again. We're <laughs> never going to see each other again. Of course you'll see me. Just look out the window. I'll be there <laughs> protecting the house. It's so far to walk to the window and look out. If you leave, I'm just, I'm just used to seeing you right here by my bed. Why do I have to walk to the window? I know, I know you're using me to run letters to yes. your daughter and your husband, but <laughs> yes. I just feel like the squirrel situation is, is out of control. I need to do something. This is a sacrifice that I'm taking on. I'm doing it for the good of the house. Can you read? I mean, will I be able to write you a letter? No, I can't read. I'm a dog. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> this is completely over. I don't need, why am I, this house is too big for me now. I'm just going to have to sell it. I mean, it's just me. Nobody, well, I guess me and my son, he's still, he's still next door. He hasn't changed anything. He's the only person who really cares. Talk about Cassandra. Mom, um, I folded all your t-shirts. I folded all your underwear, everything. I put it in the drawer. It's all nicely. <laughs> huh? Okay, I'm going to take them all out because I'm, I'm moving out. What? Where are you going? Just dance in the living room. Oh. 
Give me a match. I'm just going to set fire to this place. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough when the family grows apart. It is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just painful, man. Y'all so are a mess. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. I, I, had, I had an aunt who was a little bit like that. Not to put her business out there, but... Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> When she stayed with us, she, before, before we both stayed in the same room, we both slept in the living room. She had like one side of the living room, I had another. But then once we, we went to an apartment that had multiple bedrooms, she got her own bedroom and we just didn't see her anymore. It was like <laughs> the door was closed. She goes to work in the morning. <laughs> she comes home. You don't was there see plates her outside all. her door <laughs> at night? <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know. I think she ate out a lot. I don't think she actually... <laughs> You so no evidence. Oh, <laughs> well, Annie, did you ever see her anymore? Did you see what happened to her? Actually, once you know, once she actually moved out of the apartment, I haven't seen her since. Honestly, like <laughs> she doesn't oh, come to anything. <laughs> I was my mom like, "Have you have you anyone heard from her?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Donna, she's she talked to her every once in a while. Like, wow. <laughs> I love those people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just oh, hey. like, what she was thinking about y'all or feeling all the time when she had to share space with mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, what was she going through in her mind? Like, I cannot wait until we get another room. I'm gonna how many of y'all was it? Never. How many how many people were in there? It wasn't that much. It was it was it was me, her, and my mom. That was that was all the rest. Too many. That's too much. <laughs> like even yeah. when we shared an apart or even when we shared a room, she would she would always have headphones on. Like be reading a book. Oh like she God. she did not. She interact. liked isolation. Mm-hmm. Were you were you annoying? <laughs> no. No. Betty <Maybe> wasn't. <laughs> she just did something. Oh, that's so sad. Was did she work for the government? <laughs> no, as far as I know, she did not. That's awesome. She could have been oh, government. Oh man. Oh man. You think she went to work and talked about y'all like, oh my God. I'd be very surprised <laughs> if she talked <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> we we cut to a, a prison cell. Hey John. Hey, what's up, Chubbs? Are you awake? Yeah. Um I got a confession. Um, I didn't actually murder those five people. I just confessed to the crimes to get away from my family. Well, I mean, you, you, well, man, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot to hit on me, hit you with right now. I mean. Oh, yeah. But you know what, um, we're, we're cellmates and, uh, you know, we're, we're bonding. Um, I mean, you left a lot of details in your confession about how you pulled the murder off. I mean, it's a pretty good, but the truth is I, I didn't, I've never, I never met those people before in my life. I just saw the stories in the paper and made up, made up some details. <clears throat> was it that bad at home? Yeah, yeah, it was. People always ask me how my day was going. Do I need anything? Is it too cold in here? Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, ain't like it is here, though. No, you nobody get that definitely anything here. Exactly. Exactly, man. Well, since you confessing, um, I guess I could confess something. Okay. Um, 
I actually do think it's a little cold in here. And uh, oh my god, you're one of those people. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask if it's cold here to you. Guard, guard. <laughs> Why? I need to get out of here. Yeah, so so does everyone else. Shut up. No, 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 really, I'm innocent. <laughs> so does everyone else. Shut up. No, I really think he is innocent. He just told me he didn't do it. He literally just told me five minutes ago. But he also told me that it might be a little cold in this cell. No, is I it, did not say that. Do you think it's cold in the cell? I think it's cold in the cell. I've been wanting to say that for the last 10 years. Oh, you think it's cold in the cell? Do you think it's cold in the cell? Chubbs? Please don't adjust the temperature. Please don't adjust it. Leave it how it is. No, no. Oh, you think it's cold? I'm going to go to ask everyone in this block if they think it's cold because you think it's cold. And we're going to have a little discussion. I'll be back. Oh, snap. John, look what you did. I didn't know it was going to be a prison discussion, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm I'm home a lot. This is why I couldn't stay there. I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. What are we going to do, man? You're you're smart. You you figured out how to get yourself away from the family. You can figure out how to get yourself out of this situation. I guess I'll, like, figure out a way to tunnel out of here. You no, you're gonna have to attack the 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 prison guard so okay. they can put you in the hole. You can go. I'll stay here by myself. I'm not gonna attack the prison guard. You attack him. You can go to the hole. There, the pro- problem solved. Okay, I'm, Nobody I'm, talks I'm, to you while you're in the hole. Yeah, he's stuck to the hole. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh huh. Oh, they right. put somebody. Oh. Oh, they put somebody over there. All right, all right. I've been tired of talking to myself. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm just in my cell, hanging out by myself, enjoying myself by myself. Uh, um, so, yeah, man, know. we heard about you, man. You killed a prison guard. You killed a roommate. And you killed another inmate at the, at the block discussion about the temperature, man. What's, what's up, man? Uh, can I confess something to you? Yeah. I didn't actually kill those people. What? I just wrote a really detailed story of how, how I would have done it. So they'll put me in here. Man, that was a yeah. great story, man. Uh, Leroy told it to Elroy. Elroy told it to Sylvester. Sylvester told it to, to Stuart. And it came all the way down here to me, man. And you made that up? Yeah, I mean, I, they did really die. But, you know, I didn't actually kill them. Oh, well, why you, you make that story up, man? What's up with that? I just want to be by, I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to be by myself. They'll, they'll just, you know, ask me too many questions and they kept messing with the, the temperature uh-huh. and when it was what perfect, kind of like it is right now. What'd you say? They kept messing with the temperature when it was yeah. perfect, like it is right now. Oh, you think this is perfect? Yeah. Oh, man, I got about 13 letters down to the warden asking them to, to turn the temperature up. Man, it's cold in here. Why would you do that? Man, it's so cold. I've been, uh, I've been down here for six months. All I got is this sock that I took a loose and tried to refashion into a blanket, man, to cover myself up. I just been down here freezing, toes cold, fingers cold. Man, you, you like this? I do. I'm actually enjoying myself here. I was until, you know, you started in on, on ruining my day with this uh, temperature talk. What? what you mean ruining your day? I mean, ruining my day. I, I, I thought... I hope nobody comes down here and messes with the temperature now because, you know, then I'm going to be either too hot or too cold and then I won't be enjoying myself anymore. 
Well, I've been waiting all day long. They told me this was the day they would give me a decision on the temperature. I got dressed up and everything. I moved my sock all the way up. All right, time to talk about the temperature, guys. Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, One day of the year when we change it. One day of the year. I hope did the the warden receive all my letters? You know he did. Uh, So as long as you guys have a consensus, we'll adjust it. All right. As long as you guys can all agree on the degree of of the cell block, we'll do this one service. What do you got? I vote for 78. Not too hot, not too cool. A Is nice everyone in agreement on 78? I say 76. Oh! See you next year. <laughs> See you. <laughs> 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 Those people who tell me they keep their temperature at 78 like year round, I was like, you must have some hellified insulation. I know in Houston, <laughs> that's, that's so hot. hot. That's so Armpits hot. is moist. That is moist. You can't move in that house. But um, I can't sleep if it's not under 72 degrees. 72? Yeah. I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. 78? That's like something your grandmother would do. Exactly. (laughs) That is hot. That's hot. And and grandma still be cold. I know. I'm talking about a blanket and a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) 80 degrees outside. Do you ever run into those discussions uh, with with some of the kids you teach? I, I feel like, you know, in, in like workspaces and offices, people have those discussions all the time. But the, the kids worry about that stuff. Oh, about it being cold? Uh-huh. About, yeah, about oh. the oh, classroom yeah. temperature. Oh, yeah. How do you sort that out? They're insane. I just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> what are they complaining about? Too hot or too cold mostly? What do you get? Mostly too cold. Mostly too cold? Yeah. So in order to, to circumvent that, keep a sweater or a mm-hmm. at your cubby, go get it. Mm-hmm. Water bottle. You forget your water bottle, you ain't getting no water. So I hope you got a water bottle. Why don't they get water? Uh, they don't get no water. You go to recess or something. No, you're not going to be running outside down the hall, running and re- No, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> Bring a water bottle. See, that that creates independence. See, cre- the follow who- directions, oh. independence. I, you know, you pack your water bottle, you can get some water when you want some. But you don't pack your water bottle. You only get it when you come in and go out. But they won't forget it anymore. Uh, they ain't gonna forget it. No, <laughs> she wants some water. What, what are some of the ground rules that you lay down for your classes when you, you know, have a new uh, class? We we don't use potty language. That's you know we try not to use foul words, even though they still come out. Uh, we try to raise our hand when when we, so that we can all be respectful for somebody else when they're when they're speaking. If the teacher's talking, it's because I have something important for you to some information for you to gather. So I need you to not be speaking also at the same time. Just to be respectful, we really try to hit more of the core principles of respect, honor, and compassion more than just like don't do this, don't do this. We try to tie it back to so that they. My big thing is I really want them to be good people in the end at the end of the day. And I want them to understand why they're doing those things and not just the old, as my mother told me, because I said so, you mm. know, just, you know, 
so that you kind of can serve, because they can begin to think for themselves. Yes. Oh, you're a good teacher. I already know that. You talk like <laughs> that, I know you're a good teacher. The children, you know, the little parents, they say the craziest things, and they repeat everything that their mama said don't repeat. Uh-huh. And they tell, you know, we hear all kinds of stories. My mama hit my daddy in the head with a brush this morning. Let me tell you. You know, I mean, and they, they come in and you're like, no. So what I do is I have a little little, little white bullshit. You go right down there. You know, go right down there. We have an opportunity for you to share that information. If you want to, if you want to tell it so bad, you want to tell your family business, I'll write it in the news and then we'll discuss it. Ooh. And then what I find is a lot of girls are writing news, but a lot of boys, they don't want to write. They don't want to take the time to do it. So I, I'd rather go play and hit Johnny upside the head. So, you know, they'd rather than all of a sudden they don't want to, they don't want to tell you the business. But we try to get, make it so that if it's, is it true? The statement, is it true? You know, because sometimes kids will do things for attention and or trying to one up somebody else because so-and-so got something yesterday, that kind of thing. So we try to make sure that if I try to tie it to compassion, honor, respect, those and the truth, if we can nip those things in the bud, then kind of instills the rules already so so if i understand correctly you're saying that if someone is kind of like talking out of turn you ask them to go write what they're talking about on the board is that what i heard well no so like when they come in a lot of times when especially when kids walk in the door they want to tell you oh guess what happened to me last uh, gotcha. oh guess what happened? <laughs> and you know and my kids used to do that even my children when as soon as they got in the car oh let me tell you what happened at recess okay this is what you're gonna do because as a teacher i was tired of hearing everybody talk all day long <laughs> <laughs> I did a little spiral note, but you write that down and we'll talk about it after. That. And, um, you know, my daughter would write pages. My son had, he got hit, you know, write one sentence and then he would, you know, he then he would <laughs> explain later on, you know, he, he, he made a little bullet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Raccoon. You know, <laughs> Raccoon story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> Jessica wrote pages, but Jacob was like, you know, like, no. <laughs> so, you know, but we try, because that also, that gives them, I wanted them to also have an opportunity to, and they both do now. Kind of, when you leave, make a transition from school to something else, you know, you need to have some downtime. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between downtime and free time. You know, and what is, I wanted them to respect the downtime. They needed to learn how to turn their brain off and how to, unwind a little bit and what does that look like and for everybody and for everybody it's something different for some kids it's music for some is eating for my son it was eating a snack but you know for other people it might have been something different and so but you know that was important to me because I was an adult before I found out the difference between downtime and free time you know and you know that as a you know within your soul when you get too overwhelmed you're no good to anybody you have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. And so how do you regulate that? How do you self-regulate that? So I'm really big into, especially our children. I want our children to identify who they are before the world does it for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. So that's my passion. That's my one goal in life. Downtime and free time. So um, the difference. You have, I know you went, one of your articles I read you you had a you were talking about raising kids in a new social media yeah age with this book i have several this what <laughs> this is socially wise parenting the no fuss yeah. way it is it's hard parenting is hard today you know there's so there's not a 
book beside the Bible, unless you're, you know, my grandmother, because she would whoop out that King James version on you. But, you know, <laughs> it, literally, there is no right or wrong. It's kind of like this pandemic. Everybody is, you know, my daughter was having a, a hard time today because, you know, everything's moved to online school, everybody. And there's no book that tells you how to deal with a pandemic or how to homeschool your kids. And as a parent, you're not really homeschooling kids. You are managing what the, what the school has sent home or you are managing. You're not the child's teacher. It, you can't really teach your own children. It's, it's hard. You know, it's just they, they do more for other people than they will for mom and dad. So it's, it's just, you know, there's no book on this. And so, you know, we were talking today about it's okay. It's okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to not be able to feel like you're doing the, we're all managing. We got band-aids on this. Nobody's ever done this before. Not in our, not in our generation. So. Mm -hmm. Parenting we cut, is hard. We, we cut to a dad having a, a family meeting with his kids. Okay. All right, kids. Gather around. Now, you want us to gather around you or gather around the living room? Just come to the living room and have a seat. Just have a seat anywhere okay. you feel comfortable. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've never done this before, you know. Um, I'm not used to you guys being home so much. And uh, I was reading some things online, and, you know, they said I should talk with you guys about, you know, what you're feeling. And I realized I've never really done that as a dad. So so I kind of want to just talk to each one of you and, and maybe we can just, how are you feeling with all this? All this that's going on around you, being stuck at home, you know, not going to see your, your, your classmates all the time and things. Uh, uh, but what about you, Amici? How do you, how, how are you feeling with all this? Um, I mean, it's a little like being grounded, you know? You feel like you're being punished? Yeah, I feel like I'm being punished. If it makes you feel any better, so do I. I feel like I'm being punished as well, being stuck here. I, I'm not going to work. I'm not seeing my colleagues. I'm just, I'm just here with you guys. <clears throat> you got something to say, John? I mean, I ain't been able to make out with my girlfriend in like 40 days. You have a girlfriend? Yeah. I didn't even know. How long you is how long that, you Dad. You're, you're not cool, Dad. What? You're not cool. All you do is go to work and talk about your colleagues. You you don't do anything cool. Okay, well, we're having feeling time, so I'm gonna, you know, that's fine. It's fine for you to feel that way. Um I, I feel like I'm cool. Sometimes I feel like you guys aren't cool. Sometimes I feel like you guys are uh, real annoying and mean and inconsiderate. Hey, Dad, how come you always say that mean stuff about us, but you don't say good stuff about your colleagues at work? Uh, well, how come I'm always talking good about my colleagues? Yeah, how, how, yeah. Are, how great they are. We've never some, heard you downplay your colleagues, ever. They're some of yeah. the coolest people I know. They're way cooler than any of you guys. They do amazing things. They project manage. They account. They deliver. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Let me get the house phone. Hello? Hey, turd. What you doing? Oh, hey, Jimmy. What's going on, man? Let I was having a family kid. meeting. Oh, those kids. You haven't gotten rid of them yet? Not yet. Ah, the government, man. I would have kicked them out a long time ago if I could. All right. Well, I didn't want anything. I just, you know, I'm used to calling you or seeing you every day at work and throwing uh 
balls of trash into your cubicle <laughs> yeah. and, and hiding your keys so you can't get into your car at the end of the day. <laughs> you scamp. <laughs> and slapping you in the back of the head when you're not looking. I miss it too. Yeah, I missed that. All right, I didn't want anything. Jet Bent, bye. Love you. Sorry about that, kids. That? Anyway. Did you just say love you to your colleagues? <laughs> yeah. I did. What's Cause... going on, Dad? <laughs> never said I love you to us. You never said that. Well, of course, I'm supposed to love you. I'm your father. But I don't always do feel you? that way. <laughs> I don't always feel that way, John. If I'm being you, honest, if we're all being you, honest. Do you, do, you need, do you need me to slap you in the back of your head, Dad? Is that going to get your love? Bring, bring. We can hear the conversation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a house phone. <laughs> all right, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hello? I called you too soon, Turk. What? Did you, did you send this food to the house? Did you just have... DoorDash, deliver us a full meal from the I did. restaurant that we have uh, lunch at. I did. I miss for you. Me? I miss our lunches. Oh, man. Oh, that was so fantastic. I think I'm going to feed it to my dog. I don't care. Ah, you scamp. Uh, don't waste your money again. Put it on your lobotomy surgery or whatever you need to fix that brain of yours. Bye. I love you. Anyway. Uh, Dad? Hmm. Um, it's, uh, did you just buy your work, uh, colleague lunch and there's no food in the house here? It's important to keep a routine, son. Every, every day I would buy Jimmy lunch, uh, okay. to show my appreciation for him. And, and once you get out of routine, it really throws you into a funk, you know? Right. It's just, you know, we didn't have breakfast this morning. Um, just waiting to see if you were going to, you know, do something about, about lunch. I was waiting to see if you guys are going to do something about lunch. When you guys going to start? I was, I was trying to work on some lunch for us. I called my girlfriend. Her mom's not letting her out of the house, though. Great. So, what's the name of your What's the name of your girlfriend? Uh, her name is Janice. She has a stupid father name. I don't know. Some crazy. He's an asshole. Sorry, Dad. Ring, 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 ring. All right, give me one. I'm sorry about all the interruptions. This is, must be important. Let me let me answer one more time. Hello? Hey, Buckethead. <laughs> hey. I was just about to pay my light bill, but they told me that it was paid for six months. And I don't <laughs> yeah. have to pay anything. And I was like, no, it's a mistake. And they said, no, we, got a, we had a, a payment, a big deposit made, and it said, for my work buddy, from Frank. Did you pay my light bill for six I months? I did. You oh. got me. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, we're about to move. I'm not even going to live here anymore. It doesn't oh, where are you moving to? You tell me you're moving. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're just going to go uh, uh, down the street. Not too far. We just don't like this house anymore. We need something bigger. All right. But who cares? But thanks anyway. But <laughs> Bye. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so high. <laughs> Holy crap. Super high. <laughs> um, love you. No <laughs> 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 coworkers. Love you. <laughs> Slip up, man. <laughs> have you um have you ever uh well I, I was really interested in your writing down the information instead of telling telling us 
telling me this stuff uh, in class. Do you uh, recall any really interesting stories that kids wrote? Or did you have a kid who wrote stuff and you're like, I know this kid is going to grow up to be a great writer. I just know none of this stuff is true, but this stuff sounds so good. Yeah, they do. They, they write really well. They also um, discuss things. I, I was, when you said <coughs> that, I was just thinking it back, took me back to Black History Month. And um, we, you know, I did my whole bit. Like I put about the Underground Railroad. We went around the whole school. We were hiding in the bush, you know, trying to get people to just, you know, yeah. play along. <laughs> These you people. were being a scapegoat. <laughs> I was, yes, I was Harriet. Okay, you know, <laughs> so we going around to every classroom. And so, you know, there were some people that were like, yes, freedom is this way, you know, like just improvise. And there were some that were like, what the hell are y'all doing? You know, I mean, it was. So then, you know, that was one, I mean, you know, in terms of writing that came from that was very authentic, you know, um, some that really got into it and there were some that were stupid. But the best was when I went to a little, a little kid's classroom and I was reading um, a story about Rosa Parks and I was explaining about, you know, what, how, how, how important it was and what she did and that she wasn't the first woman to actually, you know, take a stand about not, you know, not going to the back of us. And this little boy looked at me, little white boy, he said, but can you have sat in the middle? I said, well, he said, you just kind of black. I mean, you're not real black. <laughs> <laughs> he was basing it off the shades of color, and I was thinking to myself, Lord Jesus. Mm, like it was a gradient bus? Like <laughs> yes, yes, and he thought, well, can't you just sit in the middle? Like, why would you? He was like, you look like Rosa, Rosa. Y'all about the same color. Why you couldn't sit in the middle? And, you know, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was, it, it was a great dialogue, you know, and then he went back and, and he wrote a great paper on it. So, you know, it just... For, but for, for me, for, if the kids can feel it, if they can empathize, if they can actually see themselves in it, then they actually can write about it and actually have a better experience about it. So mm. That's just my opinion. Mm. Okay. Y'all not going to sing to the bus, are you? Because I just think it might take me out if you did that. <laughs> we cut to uh, uh, history class. Uh, Michi? Yes? Can I um, talk to you for a moment about your essay on the um, okay. Civil Rights Movement? Yeah. <clears throat> so let me just start by saying um, you definitely have a lot of talent. Okay, I can, I can see that you are very easily putting together your ideas. Yes. Um, absolutely. Um, I do have a question about one of your ideas. You um, <clears throat> it seems like you're getting hung up on why you thought that people were getting sprayed by fire hoses, why, why, why they were letting them. It, and it wasn't because the fire trucks or the police were doing it because they enjoyed it. They were doing it because they were trying to get those people, you know, in a very panicky, scared state. There was almost like terrorism. Um, and uh, you put in here that you actually... You, it wouldn't have been that expensive for them to buy raincoats back then. Um, I just, I just want to hear where you were going with that. Um, yeah, you know, um, inflation over time has raised the price of raincoats, um, but they're really cheap in the, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Um, I did a lot of research on the price of raincoats. Um, I own several raincoats, actually. Um, I'm wearing one right now. As you can see, it's blue. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I noticed that. 
You had a different one when you turned the paper in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I brought a few of me today to class. Um, I put, up, put, put them on depending on my mood, you know, how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, you know, raincoats are really important to me. My paper, my paper is mostly about raincoats. I don't I, I, it definitely was about raincoats. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I wonder why people don't wear more raincoats now and in the past. And uh, I hope that people will wear more raincoats in the future. Yes, and I think you made a very compelling argument about why people should wear raincoats. My I mean, point is... Dry. They keep you dry. You think a raincoat would have stopped a nice Bull Connor? You're saying a raincoat would have stopped Bull Connor and all those racist cops down near Michi? Huh? Is that what you were saying with this paper? I mean, this raincoat that I'm wearing, yeah? The, uh, the rain next 5,000? Made by Under Armour, it would have, yeah, probably would have stopped. It could stop a fire hose, yeah. We cut to, we cut to 1950s, uh, back at a planning meeting for a march. <laughs> now, ministers, ministers, everybody calm down. We have to give everyone a chance to speak. And our brother Lewis here has come up with an idea about raincoats. We got to hear him out. Okay, everybody gets a chance to speak. Uh, Brother Lewis, uh, come forth with your information on uh, raincoats and their importance in this movement. Brother Lewis, you're shaking your head. You ready? Uh, I've given you, you a chance to speak here. I'm ready. I'll just uh, get myself together, get my notes. Okay. Okay, um, yeah. So um, I think uh, we should all have raincoats on while we're... Um, you know, marching and, and, and stuff. Um, I sell raincoats if anyone needs to buy one. Now, brother, we're not mixing, we not mixing revolution for profit here, okay? Right. We're yeah. going out in these streets and we're fighting for our civil rights. Yeah. Keep your exactly. capitalism to the side right now, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, you want something that's going to protect you from, from, from water cannons and, uh, you know, I have some styles that protect from dog bites if, if anybody's interested in those. Dog bites? Yeah, a raincoat. That seems kind of convenient, if you ask me. I mean, it's thick enough that, you know, a, a dog could, could try and bite your arm, but it, it wouldn't get through. You'll be totally fine. Brother, you, I think you're missing the whole point of this. The point is for us to get soaked and to get bitten and for the nation to see our plight empathize with us and change the rules. If we come out here like some sort of, I don't know, uh, man in armor, if you will, then people are gonna think we're invincible. They're gonna yeah, they, raise they're the gonna shoot they're us gonna dead. That's what up. they're gonna yeah. do. Yeah. They're gonna think we're a, uh, uh, some kind of, like she said, militia, and they're gonna shoot us. I don't wanna yeah. be shocked. I actually have a style of raincoat that can stop bullets as well. I thought oh, what a woman is. Are you, yeah. what, what kind of flim flammery is this? 1950s, there's nothing that stops a bullet. What are you talking about? Are yeah, you what kind of magic you doing over there? Yeah, brother, you throwing this movement all off course with this kind of thinking. Don't let them hear you talking that commie stuff. They, they sure will come in here and burn us alive. Well, these raincoats actually protect from, from the heat as well. You know, fire, smoke, keeps it off. Oh, hey, ministers, brothers, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I invited him. He seemed like, you know, he was really, he wanted to help. He wanted to be involved. I didn't know he had all these fantastical ideas and, and all of this. Stuff. Yeah, we, 
Yeah, bro. I, it, it, this is the rash movement. This is not. This is not help. <laughs> your ideas will die with you. Nobody from any future generations of yours will find the importance in a raincoat and ever bring it up again. This is where it ends right here, brother. We silence you here. We silence this whole fixation on raincoats. I, I'm I'm 100% sure of that. We, we come back to Amici talking to the teacher. <laughs> so my my grandfather. Um, Tried to sell raincoats. Um, <laughs> really have out during the civil rights movement, but they they banned. They said he couldn't. They could've banned him. him. They banned Seriously. Him. Mm-hmm. Listen, Michi. Mm-hmm. Your family might have ran a raincoat company for the last seventy years, but um, yeah. I'm gonna have to fail you for this. Uh, this assignment because you did not follow the instructions, which was to give your right. your potential emotional connection to the civil rights movement. All right, what you did is you you brought up some some possibly BS about your grandfather getting kicked out of the civil rights movement. I mean, how am I going to believe that? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Is this some kind of material or some kind of something your grandfather left over that we can actually examine in this classroom? Like his, his raincoat? I have that. His raincoat? Mm-hmm. From the 50s? 50s, yeah. There's also you know what, um, here. He wrote a speech. Can I read he it? He wrote a speech. Yeah. All right, well, if the class wants to hear it, I'll go ahead, we could we go ahead and do this. Um, I, I'll definitely uh, give you the floor. I gotta, I gotta see this. Okay, um, it's, okay, here it is. Um, I think, real quick, I think it's really weird you had this conversation with all of us sitting here. <laughs> I felt like we should have left. When he, when he got in, I didn't know you guys were coming in when he got into the story about his granddad. That's my problem, I'm sorry, guys. Everyone just sit down. We're getting ready to start class. Third interrupt. Um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, I'll start reading the speech. Um, do you ever go outside and get wet in the rain? Have you ever been outside and been splashed as a car drove through a puddle? Well, your rights are being infringed by another human being. And to get back at them, why don't you buy a nice raincoat from... The Lewis family's this is uh, like a commercial. This is a commercial. It's an scene. <laughs> that would be exactly the guy that got kicked out of civil rights. Somebody trying to hustle people. Trying to capitalize on <laughs> the hardship. <laughs> yeah. Capitalize on it. There, no, that's like a um. Like uh, if um, the Transformers like showed up in the civil rights movement, it's like some futuristic or some some something that is like completely impossible from another world comes back into this old world that sees no value in any of it or doesn't even see it's true. Like I can really protect you from bullets. Get back, you know. No, you can't. There's no way that can happen. <laughs> Somebody could have been saving. We could have been on the moon. We had some technology or something. We like. You ain't got to ride this bus. Get on this ship. Come on, I'm going to take y'all to the moon. We, we got this. We, we can start all over. 
He was like, no, we want to stay right here and work out in this atmosphere that we know. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we ain't moving. How, how far do you think technology can go back before <clears throat> the civilization that's current gets afraid of it? Because like for us, like our, like at least since I've graduated high school, we've had magnum leaps technology-wise. But I'm thinking like if there was something today that would have scared me back when I was in high school, uh, I'm trying to think of what that would be. I don't know. What, what would that be for you guys? Something that we have now that would have been, that would have been scary back then. Scary or just hard to comprehend. Snapchat? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I Especially going from this, uh, AOL to Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, from the dial-up. <laughs> you can't just sit there all day. Yeah. Yeah. You just, mm-hmm. I mean, when I think back, like holding a phone and looking at my mama's face and talking to her, walking down the hall of the school, I can't even, that, that blows my mind. It was like, you know, my parent was so foreign and so far away. Like I'd have to wait at least 30 minutes for her right. to drive to the school so I could see her face to face. And the idea that you could just push a button mm-hmm. and and see them. Oh, Lord. And then when teachers called, like, you know, back then, like, I'm going to call your parents. You had to sit there and wait. If they yeah. just push a button and, and your parents' face pops up right there. Right. And they, uh-uh. Or in, one of my son's friends got in trouble and doing something he had no business doing. And he, and it was on Snapchat. And it was, you know, everybody was viral by this point. And so I had to call his mom and say, hey, you know, you need to, you need to know this because it's getting ready to, you know, where back then we could at least wait all day before before it got to mama. <laughs> you know, like you knew you could plan when you were gonna get a woman. You know what I mean? You knew it was gonna be at such and such time as because they weren't. No one was gonna tell them until after they got home from work. You know, and call. And then yep. if you were slick, you would get on the phone, so the line would be busy, so that nobody. Could they couldn't call. call. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But now, you know, they'll find that in an instant, you know, so. That's true. Yeah. You can't hide. Back then, yeah. yeah. Back then, we had a lot of and, ways to hide stuff. And, that, and that's, a, I feel like that's kind of the difference, right? Back in the day, there was a lot of ways to hide things. There was yeah. a lot of ways to hide information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of ways I had a phone under my bed, so I didn't care if they took my phone out of my room. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I won't do it again as soon as they left. <laughs> Like you're right back put the fairy in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could hide a whole family back in the day. You could. <laughs> you can't even hide a family in another country now. Oh, no, everybody <laughs> going to tag you in a photo from all the other side of the world. Like, I saw you at a bar. Come on, man. This is vacation, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I remember when, for me, it was Skype. Like you said, the FaceTime and Skype to me that shit that changed the whole game for me. I'm I just that and Google, <clears throat> Google, because Google came out. Google started getting real serious, at least for me, when I was towards the end of high school, going into college. And I remember a lot of my college professors getting so angry because we didn't have to go to the library to find out information. Yep. And then at the same time, Amazon was ramping up. So I didn't have to pay those college fees. I could go on Amazon and buy these books. 
You know, and that's so, kind of what makes me mad. I remember having oh, to yeah. write down the Dewey Decimal System and all that? this bull corn at the library, and you know, I just <laughs> and now all the kids just go and they don't really know the, the struggle. You know, they don't know the struggle. Right. If, when you were smart back then, you were mm -hmm. smart because you put some effort. You can read, <laughs> you can research, and you can retain. Right, right now, all now, you got to do is like click, read, maybe retain. And on right? your phone. I mean, you know, you yeah, can do it just right. from your phone. Or you know, the worst was when the smart. <laughs> practical part for me was I would be in the bed, getting ready to go to sleep. Y'all know I go to bed early. <laughs> Tracy and be thinking, turn the TV for me. You know, like they didn't have a remote. Like I was the remote. Let me get you on Come in here and then walk over to the paper box and it had like the one, like his long thing. Long, did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh my God, you got me up out of the bed. I'm changing it. Yeah. Or how many tapes I messed up trying to rewind? VHS. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't get the thing back into the tape. Right, yeah. <laughs> or how, or up. the struggle of trying to catch a song on the radio. Like, yes. you know, the mm -hmm. tape record so you can yeah. play it to somebody else, and then you stop and then you want to hear the DJ saying nothing, and you're like, oh, <laughs> these kids, they don't know the struggle. Man, mm -hmm. so much. Oh, it's so easy. A lot mm -hmm. of them. We cut back, we cut to the 90s. Uh, <laughs> A radio DJ is playing a new hit. Yo, 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 everybody, everybody, I got a new single dropping right now. I hope y'all in y'all cars. Hope y'all buy y'all tape recorders because I'm getting ready to release this new fire. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, here it goes. But wait, before I get ready to play this song, let me give y'all a little background. So my partner from New York City, he called me. He said, hey, man, I just mailed you this tape. You know, let, let, me, give, let me just start playing the song. Let me just play the song real quick. Everybody ready? Everybody ready? Let's go. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I got some callers. Oh, somebody want to call in. Let me see what this person want to do. Bam. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, DJ? What's up, DJ? What's Look, up, DJ is the name. What's up, DJ is the show. Hey, What's going on? Yay. Look, I was, I, I heard you say you're going to play the song. I was getting out the shower, um, but then I kind of slipped a little bit and I fell. So I missed the first part of that song. Do you mind starting it over? I'm trying to record it because I want to play it. Uh, I want to play it for the drill team because we're going to do a dance routine off of it at the school. Do you mind starting that song over again, of DJ? Of course, of course, of course. What's up, DJ? Definitely going to play the song because he loves the fans and the listeners. To what's up, DJ Radio Station? All right, I got Thank you, DJ. Thank you, All DJ. Right. My favorite right. radio station is. What's up, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> the radio station. All right, let's get her off of there. I'm gonna go ahead and replay the song for everybody. The radio station. The radio station name again is What's Up, DJ Radio Show. If you don't say that, I will not restart your song. Let's restart it again. Bam. Mm -hmm. Here we go, y'all. Oh, oh, oh. We got another caller. We got another caller, everybody. I got to take this call. I got to see what's going on. Got, I love my listeners. Bow, you're in. What's up, DJ Radio Show? You are the second caller. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, DJ. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, hey man. What's up, what's up, what's up? 
Oh man, oh, I just missed the beginning of that song. I need you to remind that thing. I was man. trying to get the tape recorder out of one of my raincoat pockets. My raincoat has so many pockets in it. I put tape recorders in that thing. I couldn't find the right one. And I, and I missed the beginning. Can you rewind it back? Also, do you want to buy a raincoat? Do I want to what? Do you want to buy a raincoat? This nah, one man, records we're giving music. Away the raincoat itself records music. I thought I had a tape recorder in it, but the raincoat records it. I had to find the record button on the coat. It's one of the buttons on it. Do you want to buy one? <laughs> are you asking me to replay the song, or are you asking me to buy one of your raincoats? I want you to buy a raincoat and replay the song so you can record into the raincoat, have a musical raincoat. Man, man, we ain't got that kind of time, but I will restart the record for you and the rest of my listeners. All right, my Bye. favorite stage. <laughs> All right, listeners, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to give everybody right now 10 seconds to get ready before I play this next this song again. All right? Because I got some other hits I want to get to, everybody. Got some other hits. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Now I'm about to play the song. All my listeners of What's Up DJ Radio Show, here we go again. Last time. Bow! Got another call. Sorry, y'all. Gotta take this call. Let's see who's on the other line. Hey, What's Up DJ Radio Show. I got through. Thank God. Yes, you did. Hey, uh, sorry, I, I missed the beginning of, of the uh, the song. Uh, I'm in the hole in prison. <laughs> it took me a while you to know. get out, get to my tape recorder. Um, could you would, would you mind start it over one more time? Sure. Um, I said I was only gonna do it one last time, but my brother, you sound like you're in a predicament. Yeah. So, also, um, could you uh, do one more thing for me? Could you write to the prison warden and tell him that 76 is the perfect time for a trip? Insane. (laughs) (laughs) That is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Tracy, for being a part of this. Let people know where they can find out more about you and what you do. Oh, thank you. www.sociallywise.com. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love my (laughs) cuz. I love his group. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for for joining us on this. And if you want to find out more about us, can't tell us nothing. You can find us on all the social media platforms that you know and love. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, C-Tun Improv, those places, C-T-U-N Improv. Also, we have a website, C-T-U-N Improv. Also, we have a YouTube, C-T-U-N Improv. (laughs) Also, we have a podcast, which you're listening to right now. Uh, But you can find out past episodes on the Mockingbird Network or on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I think that's about it. Keep keep listening every Wednesday. We air this on 92KLZ. Should have the episode up every Thursday. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Any last things before we go? Um, apparently, raincoats probably could have saved us uh, a couple Save years in, in, our social, in our fight for social justice. If there's one thing to take away from this episode, that's it. The temperature and the temperature and the <laughs> Still too hot. But for Tandy, for John, for Amici, for myself, Antoine, for Tracy, thank you for being with us. That's the Ken Fellow Show. We are out.